0: This is the Laravel
1: News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 129. My name is Jake Bennett, and with me, as always, once again, the man, the myth, the Aussie, Mr. Michael Dorinda. How's it going, dude?
0: The Aussie is here. Uh, the, very tired.
1: It's dude. getting,
0: it's getting a bit dicey with this <laughs> this past of a of a, oh, She's four lowered. weeks old. Actually, she's one month. She's one month today. And she's today, just a congratulations! Thank like, you. Yeah, we made it. She's still got that new baby smell, but the. The shine is starting to wear off. She's, yep. um, m- most most nights she sleeps like okay. And by okay, I mean putting in two and a half, three hours at a time. But the last couple yeah. of nights she's kind of woken up and it's been an hour and a half, two hours. And she just doesn't want to go back to sleep, which is a little bit unpleasant. Let's say she's that. She's a diva. She's a diva,
1: you know, and she she's really allowed is, to be. Yeah. She takes after her mother like that. <gasps> just kidding, Re. I love you. We're just teasing. It's um, just teasing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just tricky. And then, like you know, we're trying to figure out what do we do. And oh, you know, they're only babies are only supposed to be awake for forty five minutes at a time. And if they are up past that, you miss the sleep cue. And it's like, no, we didn't miss the sleep cue. We have put her down when she was getting tired. And the thing is, you know, she'll wake up and she'll have a bottle and and she'll have a burp and she'll have an happy change and then she'll have a bit more bottle, and then she like falls asleep on you. Or she's falling asleep on you, so you put her down, and she might make it five or ten minutes, and then she just crack it, and then she's awake for an hour, hour this and sounds, a half, two hours. And it's like, this sounds like it's yeah, rough.
1: He 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 kind of did that whole thing too, right? Where he did not yeah. want to sleep unless he was like sleeping on you. I remember seeing pictures. Correct. He'd be posting pictures yeah. like, "Here he is sleeping on me yeah. again." Yeah, yeah so we've got
0: some sleep defective children. Both of them. Doyle um, thankfully sleeps through the night now, but this is a, it's rough. Like, and I'm I'm okay because I'm off work at the moment but it'll be interesting to see what happens when i'm back in two weeks
1: yeah how that goes I'm, i remember i think it was our was it our, i don't know i can't remember which kid it was they all kind of blur together after a while but we got this thing called <laughs> the mama Roo, and mm-hmm. um it's really good so it's got like this these different rocking emotions and stuff because our kids well i can't remember which one again i can't remember which one it was but they wouldn't sleep unless they were like being held or rocked and this thing just to put them right out it was pretty awesome. So. Mama Roo. Probably can't we'll leave
0: them in that overnight though, right? Oh that's no, no, no. Thing.
1: No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the deal. They would recommend that you don't, but at some point, yeah. like once you're past kid one and you're like kinda on to kid two, like you read this reach this point of desperation where you're like, you know what? It's like they're gonna be fine, right? It's yeah. it's gonna be yeah. okay. Like I know like manufactured suggested stuff, like don't do it, but they also suggest don't co sleep, and you know, we did that sometimes too. So Yeah. Yeah. That's when reality meets suggested, you know, what you should do. So Yeah, well, anyway. well we looked
0: it up, you know, what are the things that you can try? And it's like number one, dummy. Okay, well that doesn't work. And it's and then we've got these these dummies that are like guaranteed oh, no. to be accepted. I'm like, yeah, she accepts the dummy. It's just how long she keeps it in her mouth before mm. she spits it out. Um That's so there so was funny. like dummy, then there was singing, swaddling. Rocking, and then the last thing was like, take them for a drive. I'm like, there is no way in hell that <laughs> I'm gonna get it out of the house into the car, into the car, and uh, go for a drive man. just to like, you haven't hit that point, go to sleep.
1: Yeah, because I'm give like, it's t- not give it another three weeks, you'll be driving around nah. before you know yeah <laughs> No, my, uh, my uncle
0: and auntie came to visit a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, Oh, yeah, both of our kids were sleeping through the night from five weeks. I'm like, Get the hell out, don't, just yeah, exactly,
1: away. leave, <laughs> you can leave right now. Not interested, oh, my word, not interested, not interested. Hey, speaking of releases, mm. speaking of releases, <laughs> go on, <laughs> oh, my word. Don't make a segue no, just... and
0: then, and then, and then marvel in your own brilliance. You just got to power through it.
1: I'm not going to speak. Th- I, 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 there was no good segue there. I was just like, Hey, we should, we're going to have to get into this one. Um, yeah, but I, so I can identify and I am sorry for your trouble. Oh i remember those days i remember those days now it's just kids sleeping in my bed they don't they stay asleep but they just crawl into my bed somehow in the middle of the night and i wake up at three like how did you get here how did you when did this happen you just crawled into my bed but you're like you're too tired to do anything about it so they just let them sleep there it doesn't matter
0: just bolt them in their rooms at night
1: exactly there we go that that seems like good parenting i like that idea Let's let's do that. Yeah. The uh, the child protective services would definitely not have a problem with bolts on the doors from the outside. They would not have a problem with that. It's
0: fun. It's <laughs> fun. Don't worry about that.
1: I don't need to know. Oh, my word. Okay, folks. Laravel 8.7 has been released, and it has a new rate-limiting constructor and an on-error HTTP client method, along with the new latest features, fixes, and changes in the 8.x branch. So there is number one add per hour and per day. Constructors, so Ali Alharti contributed per hour and per day rate limiting for Laravel 8's new rate limiter functionality. So you can call rate limiter through the facade and say for global, and then you can pass in the closure, and then you can say limit per hour, and you can say limit 1,000 per hour or a certain number per day, and uh, that will rate limit uh, whatever your requests are there for uh, to that number on a per hour or per day Basis, So that's pretty cool. If you haven't heard of Laravel 8's new rate limiting improvements, you should definitely check those out. They're in the docs. So we'll link uh, or that will be linked up in this uh, blog post. There's also HTTP client on error. So again, HTTP client is new in Laravel 8. Uh, So this kind of wraps up Guzzle in a really, really nice, friendly, easy way to be utilized inside your application. And so Tim McDonald, our good Aussie friend, contributed an on error method to the HTTP client that accepts a callback. So uh, your HTTP client, you can send through with headers. Then you can say, you know, do your post or your get or your whatever. And then you can say uh, just as a fluent method on error and then pass your function. Uh, and the response from the error will get passed to that function, that closure that you have there. And then you can do whatever you'd like to do. So you can do it straight mm-hmm. in line. You can now also pass a closure to the throw method, uh, which will call the closure before throwing an exception. So I think the way that you have it right now is when you call that request at the end, you can say you can look at the response and then you can say, oh, man, how does it work? I think you just say response throw or something like that, don't you? Sure, i to remember exactly I'm how that sure. works, but basically yeah. I think by default, the HTTP client will swallow those exceptions because what it will typically happen yeah. with Guzzle is if you get like a 500 error or a 404 or whatever, it throws mm-hmm. an exception and then you have to catch it and handle that. Uh, but I think yeah. this new HTTP client will swallow those by default and then you can inspect and say, if it threw an exception, then do something if you'd like to. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks like yeah. now you can do that sort of fluently on error. And then you also have throw, a throw method, which we'll call the closure before throwing exception. Okay. Mm-hmm. We also have this artisan serve no reload option. So we've, I think, and I'm trying to uh, remember if this is, um, no, I'm thinking of PHP artisan down, which is what PHP artisan d- down got a bunch of improvements um, uh, in eight. Um, but this is, that's not what I was, uh, that's not what got this, changed here. It's just this what was I was it. thinking of.
0: Yeah, this no no, this was introduced in Laravel eight as well, where PHP artisan serve will automatically reload the configuration when it detects changes to the .env file. Oh, uh, that's correct. Yep, yep. Good point. So so this there's no reload flag is if you were to run PHP artisan serve dash dash no dash reload, it would prevent that automatic reload of the development server when the ENV file changes. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, so this, so- it, this is this is essentially is an opt in to the old behavior from Laravel seven and before.
1: There you go. Awesome, so you can see the full list of features and updates in the changelog, uh, the diff between 8.6 and 8.7, or you can just check out the changelog as it's written here in the blog post, and that is the only release that we have. We do have lots of mm-hmm. news, though, however, so Michael talked to us about the Laravel Schedule Work command.
0: Yeah, before we get into the command itself, there is um, an ideas repository on GitHub. So if you go to github.com slash Laravel slash ideas, there is an area there that you This basically uses the issue tracker to propose new ideas for future changes to the framework. And a few weeks ago, Brian Dillingham threw out the idea to improve how schedule run works locally, which is mainly when you want to test your schedules without having to deal with setting up cron. From the discussion, Ilya Sakovich submitted a pull request at a brand new schedule work command, and now it's merged into the latest Laravel release. So the new schedule work command mimics an every minute cron tab and calls schedule colon run directly every minute and essentially it's a while loop. So while it's running, while true, if now second is zero, so you just keep spinning every second, call schedule run, and then it'll sleep for a second. So you can just leave this running in, in the background so you can do any kind of testing you need locally against your scheduled tasks without having to you know figure out how to run them manually. So it's simple and quite clever, um, the way that it's been set up, to essentially keep running and each minute when the seconds tick over to zero. It'll fire the run event for you. And then when you're done testing whatever you needed to test, you can just hit Control-C and break out of that. So it's a big big help for testing all the scheduled commands locally. So that's a neat little feature contributed by Ilya and I guess a brainchild of Brian there. So thanks to the two of them that contributed and got that one in. That would have been handy months ago when I was, you know, working with scheduled tasks a lot
1: i'm interested in this case like so you'd actually have to wait for it to hit the actual schedule right so you'd have to say like if you're running it every five minutes you'd have to wait for the fifth minute of that right you'd have to do, like 11:45, yes. right? yes okay yes you would still have to do that i
0: guess like while you're testing you could probably just change your your commands to run every minute or whatever for, for that for those purposes but, yeah
1: no i see what yeah. you're saying now i see what you're saying because there are you things to that see what happen what happens when you when yeah yeah, yeah,
0: correct. When it rolls over, because because running a, a command or a job directly is not necessarily the same the as same thing. running you the got schedule it. task. The schedule task, um, you might want to test the output or the error or the exit codes, or you might want to test the events were fired and that you know that your hooks into those events are working correctly. So, definitely a, a neat little feature there.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also have a new little let's see it's an application i suppose right so uh that david hemphill is working on it was just called valet light so it has been dubbed the easiest local development platform for mac os so it touts a gui for managing local development servers with all the dependencies built in no more managing your homebrew and multiple php versions on your mac praise god its main features at launch will include no need for homebrew Valley Light will handle the web server and PHP. It serves Laravel and WordPress project projects and also soon-to-come Symfony. It comes with multiple PHP versions already bundled in. It intelligently handles choosing ports for your servers. So if you need to have two uh, sites running at the same time, they're going to be communicating between each other. Like if you have an API on one side and then you have a client app that's going to be running on the other, you, it will intelligently choose sequential ports so that they don't collide. Uh, it will serve all your sites by SSL or with SSL by default. Uh, it automatically serves your sites at .test domains, and then it also, most importantly, supports dark mode. Got to have that dark mode. So it's not quite available yet, but if you'd like to get the most uh, up to date info and a beta invite, you can sign up for the Valley Light Beta Insiders newsletter, which I believe you can find at Davidhempill.com slash valley light beta or something like that, or Valley Light newsletter, Valley Dash Light newsletter, mm-hmm. or you oh, can find the tweet the online comments. somewhere. Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes. So, uh, the other thing is if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about David's journey and his reasoning uh, behind creating this, you can find that at uh, the episode we released for North Meat South last week, which was episode 83. You can find that at slash uh, 83. About a half hour show, kind of digging into his motivations behind this and some of the challenges he's faced and uh, some of the solutions he's discovered along the way. There we go. That's Laravel Valley Light. We've got this HacktoberCon going on too. I know what HacktoberFest is. What's HacktoberCon? Mm-hmm. HacktoberCon
0: is a Twitch live stream conference based on the HacktoberFest with talks and presentations on open source software, Git, pull requests, and more. This was on the 7th of October. So it's been and gone now, um, but they had presentations from Jason McCreary, (JMac), Brian Douglas, and Vince Mitchell talking about uh, Git, GitHub tips, tricks, and more, and live coding on Hacktoberfest issues. So I assume if you go to the Hacktobercon website, which is just at hacktobercon.com, they did have, do have, will have. I'm sure the videos will be available somewhere. I can't see them. So, oh, there you go. If you go to twitch.tv forward slash hacktobercon, you should be able to catch the videos there. Yes, the full uh, four-hour broadcast is available at twitch.tv forward slash hacktobercon. So we will have links to that for you in the show notes if you would like to check out the videos, the presentations from those three speakers. Uh, J-Mac has spoken fairly regularly at some different Laracons over the years. He's come to Australia. He's presented at a couple of US conferences. Brian Douglas and Vince Mitchell, I don't believe have spoken on the Laracon stage before, but uh, definitely check out that. There will be links as i said in the show notes
1: that's really interesting i wonder if they just kind of threw that together or like like we know yeah
0: i'm not sure where that came from
1: yeah it's presented by digital ocean intel and uh dot dev So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah. yeah way to go hey um Speaking of videos, uh, we also had this YouTube Jetstream discussion. So one of the brand new features that came with the release of Laravel 8, which we were both extremely excited about, is Laravel Jetstream. So Jetstream provides a starting point for your new projects, which includes your login, your registration, your email verification, two-factor authentication, session management, API support, and team management. All of those things are kind of bundled up into Jetstream. A lot of them um, can be optional, like you can turn on... API support, you can turn on team management, you can turn mm-hmm. on two-factor authentication, or you can turn it off. Uh, so it's a really quite versatile package. However, some people seem to have issues with the way it was designed and the choices that were made in the tech stack and other questions like that. So uh, instead of continuing to just respond to the vitriol via Twitter, uh, and I say vitriol, it wasn't that bad. I mean, here's what I'll say. Twitter wasn't so per- bad. From the perspective of a person who spent all the time To make it happen and paid all the people on his team to build it and then released it for free i could totally see why you'd be upset right about people Mm -hmm. just like hating on something you released for free just out of the goodness of your own heart right so yeah twitter wasn't so bad but reddit i think is where it really kind of you know that's where all the trolls hang out so yeah there was basically an impromptu youtube discussion on, uh, mm-hmm. on on Jet, on just on JustStream that Taylor just popped open a, a live stream and was like, "Hey, listen, I'm just going to talk about this and some of my motivations behind it and some of the histories of the feature and why it works the way it does and some of the behind the scenes about stream which I thought was awesome. I thought it was very cool. It was a great way to respond. So if you didn't get a chance to watch that, I think it's about like 50 minutes. It was about an hour. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's good. And if you've been curious about any of the discussion around that or kind of what's going on, it's, it's a good watch. So uh, we'll link that up in the show notes. You can check that out and uh, mm-hmm. it's worth your time for sure.
0: Definitely. The next Laravel Worldwide Meetup is tomorrow or rather was tomorrow. And I suppose it's the previous Laravel Worldwide yeah, Meetup was. at this point. Yes. We had two presentations there. One was from Adele Fui. That's a good one. Faiz Rachmanov, Faiz Rachnamov. Faiz Rachmanov. Sorry, Adele. Uh, speaking, uh, exploring the magic of PHP Storm, and the other presentation was from Yaz Jalad. I'd like to Ooh. speak to a manager, which was delving into the the manager pattern that is quite prominent through the Laravel framework. Um, so, if either of those things, I think that both of those presentations were were quite interesting. I didn't catch all of the the PHP Storm one for. Potentially obvious, obvious reasons. Yep. Um, I, I did. I have watched Yaz's presentation. Was he actually uh, like almost on almost camera? two times, or was he? Just he was like on camera presenting. Yeah. No. He was. Oh, wow. He was physically there. Yeah. It was. Wow. Good. Um, he was. He was a bit nervous about presenting, but he did a, a great job. Um, he so I, I want to go go back over it and, and review the material. He's he he's shy, He doesn't give he himself enough credit. about it.
1: Dude's dude's really really smart and super yep. like super crazy nice guy. Um, yeah, we got a chance to hang out with him. Well, I guess. Yeah, got a chance to hang out with him in New York this last year. That was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And never, I've never been able to spend that much time with Yaz ever. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I feel like it, we never got a chance to hang out. And so this last year was was cool. Yeah. But yeah. Check those out. Those are great. And um, moving along. Laravel surveillance. So we're going to head into the packages section here. So Paul Redmond is back at it, man. His hand must be all healed up from that fight with the pool cleaner. Yeah. And uh, he's back at it. So, uh, Paul Rudman wrote this one up. Laravel Surveillance is a package by Neil Kanth Koshik. I hope today
0: is not a good day for (laughs) pronunciations.
1: So, Laravel Surveillance is uh, out there to put malicious users, IP addresses, and anonymous browser fingerprints under surveillance. Once a user is under supervision, the package will log the URLs that they visit and even block users that are deemed malicious. So it contains, uh, or sorry, it consists of a CLI to manage surveillance and a PHP API to survey users programmatically. So there's a few CLI examples in the write-up of what the package can do. So you could say PHP artisan surveillance enable, and you could say IP and then fingerprint an IP, or you could do it by a user ID. I think you could do it by like a session ID or something like that as well and then you can and then you can block them as well by those three things mm-hmm. too IP user ID or it looks like I say I said it was a session ID it says fingerprint. browser fingerprint yeah mm. yeah exactly so i know we've talked about other uh, items on the show before where we've said you can just have a it's like a firewall i think it's called laravel firewall right where you basically can do this you can block people out of your application yeah. this is interesting because it will essentially monitor them right so you could say this this user looks like they might be doing something suspicious. Let's watch them for a little bit, and it'll kind of log for you everything that they're doing, so you can determine if you think it's appropriate to block them, yeah, uh, block them or not. Uh, this would actually be really useful if I knew that, like, because we have penetration testers that will kind of try and you know mess with our applications a couple, a couple mm-hmm. times a year. It'd be cool if I like knew like, hey, they're going to be doing it this day. If I was just like oh, I'm going to fingerprint them and then watch all the stuff that they do. That'd be kind of interesting yeah. just to kind of see what what, uh, what sort of surface area they're attacking. So there mm-hmm. you go, Laravel Surveillance. Looks pretty neat. Yeah. Next up, we have the ability to assign
0: expiration dates to eloquent models. So the Laravel Model Expires is a package by Mark Vandenbroek that assigns expiration dates to models and gives you some convenience methods for working with them. The package provides a convenient expirable trait to make models expirable in a snap. You also need to add an expires at field to a model, uh, to your model's database table. And you can do that using the packages helper. So there's a table arrow expire or an expires method that you can use in your table. The expires at column is cast to a carbon instance by default and you can also customize the name of the column if you need to for the model. There's more information in the documentation for full details on configuration and so on and so forth. But you can determine if a model has expired. If it's, for example in the context of a subscription. You can see, has the subscription expired? You can determine if the subscription will expire in the future. And there's also some convenience query scopes for finding only expired models and finding models that are expiring in the future. If that's something that is of interest to you, if you want to track expiration of subscriptions or you want to track, uh, we do it in a number of our database tables where we track active periods. So we might have a plan that is available for certain periods of time, things like that. You can definitely do that. Check it out. We will have links in the show notes.
1: You know what I hate? I hate when I have to kind of create these scheduled jobs that run however often, maybe every day or something like that. And it's like checks for all these expired things and then performs some action once they expire. I mm-hmm. feel like I, I feel like I have to do that on a semi-regular basis where it's like I just have to constantly check this one column and see if it's past due. And if it is past that date, then I have to execute some some mm-hmm. item. I've thought it would actually be cool if like if as another option when you are creating that thing and you knew when it was gonna expire, if you just queued a job to run at the date that it would expire, then you would never have to Mm. check it. It would just run.
0: There yeah, there are pros and cons to that approach. If your queue is ever purged, for example. Ah, yes before that that job runs. Mm -hmm. That's
1: true. That's a great point. Caleb
0: and Daniel on there, I think still when it was I think either when it was still 20% time or maybe it was no plans to merge, they did talk about the way that Laravel handles purging sessions. And there's like a lottery system in there that like every X requests, it will evaluate to true. For example, this check, and then it will just go and delete all of the old sessions. So you could put something like that in your application that checks for, you know, on a page load, you could do it as a middleware, just like put it some lottery value in there. So RAND one ten. And then, if that evaluates to, you know, three, then go and do your cleanup. So you don't have to write a scheduled task for it; you could just do that, which is a novel approach to to doing that. I think I've seen somewhere in one of the Spicy packages or in some Spicy application they do a similar
1: thing where they will, that's interesting, yeah. Just so on every like-
0: request, and that way, like it will bounce around, and then some user will hit your web. You know, obviously, you need to have some confidence that your application is going to have a-, a hit to that. You know, if no one's going to use your application for days at a time, then it's probably less valuable than a scheduled task. But you're just putting something in there that randomly on a user will, you know, when they load a page, it'll just go, oh, yeah, we should go and clean up this table.
1: Um, yeah, that's funny. I think I have done that before, actually. I think before, mm-hmm. probably before I knew what queued jobs were or before I knew it was able to do like recurring jobs. <laughs> probably back mm-hmm. in the day yeah. that was like, a, oh, wait, we could do it this way. Just penalize penalize every so many users or whatever, right? Yeah, That's funny. And like, yeah, it could okay.
0: just be that you defer that job to the queue, right? So it doesn't affect that user directly. Oh, you no, don't. You that's know, if you you're if you're, if no, you're totally deleting, right. you know, thousands of models, right? Then you don't want the request to hang while that delete is happening to a user. But you could just when that Kick lottery off the job. value, yeah, just throw the job on the queue. That's a great so idea. That would be another like approach. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great way to do it. Okay. We also have another package that allows you to create test files with Artisan make commands automatically. So the Laravel make testable package creates test along with any class created using PHP Artisan make commands. So if you said PHP Artisan make controller or make model or make whatever, uh, after installing this package as a development dependency, you would just add dash dash test to the end of one of those and it would then create uh, your test for you. So, for example, uh, before you would maybe say PHP artisan make model blog, and then you the next thing you'd run is PHP artisan make test models slash blog test, and then dash dash unit. Right, I want to make a unit test for that blog model that I just made. Instead, now you would what you would do is you'd see say PHP artisan make model blog dash dash test and it would go ahead and generate that test for you so it supports uh, making tests for commands controllers events jobs listeners middlewares models and notifications uh, so you can go find out more about this or get full installation instructions by checking out the show notes that seems like a great idea why yeah. would you not do that I like that i mean if
0: you're gonna if you're gonna make a test for every single like every time you make a command and you're gonna make a test but I don't know necessarily that I would have I suppose you could have a, a test for a notification specifically and, and things like, well, I don't know the notification I would have a, a test for, but certainly controllers, commands, jobs, middleware, probably, yeah, I wouldn't test the model directly necessarily, not until I needed to to drop down to, to unit testing a model, but definitely handy um, rather than having to run two commands, you know, it's all, all yeah, about that, I like developer that.
1: ergonomics. You got it, you got it.
0: N- Next up, we have a package from Arjon Jason Castro which is a package for eager loading pivot relations. So you belongs to many relations, which can help to avoid N plus one queries on the pivot model. Once your model has added the eager load pivot trait, you can eager load them by just saying plan. For example, plan, plan with items.pivot.unit, and it will load your pivot relations for you automatically. I think that's, oh, it's loading the the relation and I suppose the values on that pivot. Yeah, Yeah, so this is the with pivot stuff. So... that's something that you've tried to do in Laravel and it hasn't worked, definitely check that out. That may be of interest to you.
1: All right. We've also got uh, kind of moving along from packages and down to tutorials. uh, We have a tutorial to use Laravel Sanctum to authenticate a mobile app. So if you have not, let's think here. I'm trying to think because we've got a a couple different items, right? We've got Jetstream. uh, We've got Sanctum. And is the other one Fortify? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Correct. Laravel Fortify, yeah, okay. So Jetstream has Jetstream has behind it Fortify, but Sanctum is Laravel's lightweight API authentication package. So if you're just wanting to authenticate uh, an API, you would use Sanctum. So in Al- so Alex uh, Pestel is the guy who wrote this one, and in the last article we looked at authenticating a React SPA with a Laravel API via Sanctum. But this particular tutorial goes over using Laravel Sanctum to authenticate a mobile application. So the application Mm -hmm. that's being built in this particular case is uh, using Flutter, which is Google's cross-platform app development toolkit. There's a couple implementation details around uh, starting the mobile app that's kind of skipped just because it's not the focus of the tutorial. Uh, But he Mm -hmm. provides some links to the final code at the end of the article. Uh, But it's it's just a good kind of overview of how you would use Sanctum uh, with your Laravel app. To hook up a mobile app to do your API authentication. And this is actually relevant to me. Uh, I've been helping uh, the nonprofit I work for, Spread Truth, uh, up, update one of their Ionic apps to Ionic 5. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had sort of, it's, you know, this is before Sanctum was out ever. And so there was some home rolled sort of weird API stuff. And it's like, it was totally that uh, security by obscurity right? It was just all sorts of crazy crap. It was like, well, we'll put yeah. a secret in the app that the mobile app will know about, but you would have to decompile it to figure out what that secret is. There's just like weird stuff, right? I wasn't responsible for that one, but that's what it was. And uh, yeah, this is this is kind of a much better way to do that. So there you go. All right. Hey, man, Perfect. like this is a little bit crazy, uh, but we are done. I mean, we're at like 30 minutes almost exactly. And that's yeah. it. That's Perfect. everything. And I have to say, welcome back, Paul. I mean, because literally the last one, two, three, four, last four and maybe five. No, that was Eric. Uh, At least four of the articles were from our good friend, Paul. So, Paul, welcome back. Glad your hand's feeling better. And uh, continue rocking it and writing these blog posts. Mm -hmm. Also, hey, it does. And Michael, hey, congratulations. Uh, This is our 100th episode.
0: It is our 100th episode. No, we've this been is at like this episode for a while.
1: Yeah. Episode 129, but for us this is episode 100 that we've yeah. that we've recorded together. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we
0: we took over. I noticed the other day when I opened up to to export the, the previous episode um, that the first episode that I had saved in there was number 29. So we've been doing this for 100 episodes now, which is which is exciting time flies. Um when was that episode? Was this like 2017?
1: Let me check. It I out. guess it's been at least two. Nice. All right, it's been two years because we do it every other week, mm. right? So, yeah, two years, probably a little bit more because there's episodes we skip every now and then, not too often, but every once in a while we we miss an episode. So, yeah, hundred episodes for us. Yeah,
0: seventeenth of January, two thousand and seventeen.
1: Three years we've we been at this. Three? Holy crap! Jeez, that's insane. That's hard to believe. That is hard to believe. We've missed a, we've missed a whole year of episodes then, or something, right? Because then we'd have we'd have is that right? Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Every no twenty six a year, fifty two weeks a year. We you're doing correct. Every two weeks. Sorry,
1: you're right. You got it. Sorry, thank and you. And we're
0: coming up on doing four years, so this is three years and ten months, nine months. Yeah. So we're coming up on four years doing this show, which is Dude, it's good wild. that we've been able to keep at it. It's crazy how time
1: flies. It is. It really is. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, thanks for sticking with us through 100 episodes. Uh, we appreciate it. This was episode 129. If you'd like to find show notes for this episode, you can find them at podcast.laraval-news.com slash 129. Of course, we would love it if you would rate this show up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars would be appreciated. Or give us a retweet on Twitter when you see the show come out at uh, late, late, late night, your local time, very likely, uh, when we when we stream it or when we share it the next day on Twitter. And of course, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you at Michael Dorinda at Jacob Bennett or at Lairville News. Thanks, mm-hmm. everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And hopefully, Michael will have a little bit more sleep at that point. Good luck, Michael. Hopefully. hopefully,
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: All right, buddy. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.
0: The next time we record this will be the day before I go back to work.